back to another episode of Film Junkies with Griffin Trey. As always, I'm Griffin Troder. And I'm Trey Soboleski. And we have one of our most highly anticipated episodes this week. Yes, it is about... One of my favorite movies. Yes, one, actually both ever. of our favorite yeah. movies ever. Uh, A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Um, the iconic Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, remake of a remake of a remake. Inception of yeah, um, <laughs> but I will say that uh, although it seems that there's a handful of films that have covered this topic pretty mm-hmm. pretty in depth, this one is the best, and uh, yeah. you know won a couple Oscars in the yeah in the in the making. Eat your heart out, Judy Garland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so A Star Is Born. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, then I assume you live under a rock somewhere. Um, but Ah. obviously it's the film starring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, also appearances by Sam Elliott, Andrew Dice Clay, even a Dave Chappelle cameo. Yeah, that one was kind of weird. That one, I I wasn't expecting Dave Chappelle. I actually found out that he had more scenes filmed in the movie, but they cut him out just for editing purposes. Like he, his nickname is like Sticks or Chops or something like that in the movie, and it's because he was a drummer for Jackson Maine's character, okay, and they had sense. scenes of them playing together, it doesn't, but they cut him out. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. It's Which not, I would like to see Dave Chappelle play the drums. Dude, I wonder I, if he's I actually love good Dave at Chappelle. It. He's yeah. hilarious. I mean, except for that one time he bombed a show in Detroit. Well, hey, can't all be winners. Hey. Well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, this film uh, was incredible, still is incredible. I, I recommend it to everybody that'll listen. Um, but it's one that I had the it had the effect on me where after I saw it I just wanted to know so much more about it because I could tell that it was more than just a movie like it was a passion project for a lot of people yeah and um, I wanted to learn as much as I could about that um so even though it was a remake of a remake of a remake Bradley Cooper definitely wanted to make sure that this was his own um so he was actually a co-producer uh co-writer and the director director, and he starred in this movie so and uh you know all the musical stuff that he did in there that's actually him Mm -hmm. and i've i've said this probably in the past two podcasts what can't bradley cooper do oh yeah literally he did pretty much everything other than hold the boom mic in this film like he did everything that was something Um, i saw an interview with dave Chappelle that said like it was he's been in movies before, but he had never seen somebody be able to flip from being in a scene with him to like turning around and directing the movie and then like going to talk to like the sound people or like and lighting taping and... down the wires so that he... nobody trips on the cheese, man. He's, he does everything yeah. and he does and I would say for some people, spreading yourself too thin would affect performance, even in just a general workplace, you know, in your office. Mm -hmm. But in all facets, he still does a fantastic job. Yeah. It's not like his performance is lacking because he's also producing and writing um, and directing. The performance is fantastic. Yeah. He, and like you were saying, he... He got an Oscar nom for the performance, so... Yeah, got a Golden Globe nom for directing, but the Oscars went ahead and snubbed him on that. Snub, snub, snub. But speaking of Oscars, actually, um, obviously, like we said, this was his directorial uh, debut, Debut. um, which I can't think of a better (laughs) way to start out your directing career. that's a pretty... Unless he... Yeah, unless he won an Oscar, there's no better way to do that. Yeah, but so this movie was actually nominated for eight Oscars, 
Uh, it won for best original song for Shallow. Um, then it was nominated for. Uh, I've already talked. I'm not happy about that. I mean, like the song, still stuck in my head. Sang it at karaoke on Saturday. Um, and that's where I can say that Bradley Cooper is talented because didn't sound as good coming from my mouth. Um, but You're a Black Panther guy. Well, no, I just wasn't. You know my thing about the Lady Gaga. I yeah. just I didn't like that. Well, anyway, it was it won that one, and then it was nominated for Sound Mixing, Cinematography, Adapted Screenplay, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Picture. And actually, a fun fact in relation to that, every one of the Star is Born films was nominated for both Best Actor and Best Actress when, they, when they've come out. Really? Which is really cool. That is. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And this was the only film this year that had both Best Actor and Best Actress nominations for the same film, which is another really cool thing to see. That's Yeah, that's really interesting. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, this this franchise they've built here yeah. seems to be doing pretty well. It's an unbreakable formula that yeah. they have. Um, but it was, We'll be it, waiting for the fifth installment soon. Yeah, yeah right. Um, they also got five Golden Globe nominations in most of the same categories there, except including uh, Bradley Cooper for Best Director. Yeah, and this film made $425.3 million at the yeah. box office. That's almost a half a billion dollars yeah. on Bradley Cooper's debut film directing so i don't think he'll have much of a problem getting nuts. green lit on anything <laughs> from the future he's, he's gonna voice rocket raccoon and then he's also going to uh i wonder how much money he makes from that direct dude. the next yeah <laughs> next the next marvel marvel movie. Movie. he's gonna be in the next <laughs> series of them <laughs> yeah so with that we've got a lot of things i Tra- i ahead, I, I do i i want to i want to call you out on something there i i noticed that that was a bit of a labored uh labored transition there um with that being said you say with that being said TM. way too much <laughs> way too much so you know i'm gonna need you to put a dollar in the with that being said <laughs> jug every time i hear that transition so keep that one out of your mouth and uh if we do that by the end, at this rate, by the end of the year, I'll be going to Cancun with all my, with that being said. Bora, money. Bora. <laughs> so, um, as far as the movie is concerned and the preparation, that, like I said, after I saw it, one, I want to see it again. But two, as someone who's so invested in film, I wanted to learn about how this movie was made. And you can tell watching it that so much went into making this movie. Uh, and so I just looked into it more and figured things out. Um, so Bradley Cooper actually was the one who I looked into it more when we talked last week about him and Clint Eastwood kind of being up for directing. It was actually Bradley Cooper like sought this out and made sure that it was him that got it. Uh, it was well, it, he already had a lot. He was he was pretty invested. He in was it. invested in it, yeah. But it it was like they they went asked like Steven Spielberg. They had talked to um, like we had had said uh, Clint Eastwood about directing, and Bradley Cooper like made sure that they knew he was the one that wanted to do it so this definitely is a passion project for him and i found out which is nuts because passion projects don't usually end up 425 million box office they're normally something you see at sundance and it flames out exactly that that's this (laughs) this isn't you know james franco painting in his basement that's it's not that (laughs) kind of passion project this was a pretty good passion project right yeah um and so he he definitely molded this into the movie he wanted to make, uh, even hand selecting Lady Gaga, which fun fact, he chose her because he was at a 
um, a cancer benefit at the home of Sean Parker, who's a philanthropist, and he heard Lady Gaga sing a French song, which actually, Gaga, ooh, <laughs> which ooh, is the song that she you first hear her sing in the movie um, at the at the bar, oh, yes, um, yeah. where he first hears her sing. That's like. He saw Lady Gaga perform that song at this benefit and was so moved by her singing it that not only did he decide that he wanted her to play that title role in the movie, but he wrote that song into the movie for her to sing it because he thought it would like give such an emotional display of her in the actual movie. Yeah, I like that you I like that you said, you know, emotional. Like I you know, I'm not one to sit in my basement watching T V and just get goosebumps at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very emotional film. Every yeah. every part of it, you are feeling exactly what you're supposed to be feeling. Yeah. You 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 go through the mood swings that these guys go through. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes you feel more than Green Book. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but with the the emotion of it being having music so involved in the way that this movie flows, yeah. And having someone like Lady Gaga in this film being a career musician, she had such an impact on that. She actually told Lady Gaga when she, I'm sorry, she actually told Bradley Cooper when she joined on with the movie that she hated watching movies where actors were lip syncing because as someone who is... Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, because someone who is an artist or musician, she could tell when it wasn't being done right. And so she requested that... They avoid that and sing live for the movie, and Bradley Cooper was all for it because he thought that it would make it more genuine, and because of that, he went on and prepared for the role in a way that, like, I haven't... I can't think of the last time I heard of somebody doing this for a movie. He actually learned how to play the guitar from Lucas Nelson, who's Willie Nelson's son, and they actually hung out in Bradley Cooper's basement for almost a year, like, for every night for almost a year, so that Bradley Cooper could not only learn how to play the guitar play the piano, learn how to sing, um, and actually work with a dialect coach as well uh, to be able to work out his vocal range and get in that kind of mindset of this kind of musician character. I mean, that's, and that's, that's just the dedication of this film. Yeah, it's a passion project, and that's, and that, that's probably why he wanted to be the director of this film, because he knew exactly what he wanted out of this film mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody was going to be able to tell him otherwise. No. Yeah. Uh, he knew what he wanted, he knew what he, the film needed and with that passion and that drive you can tell in every scene you can tell that these guys are just as emotional as the people that they're portraying on the screen. Right. Yeah, but you know, it is it is rated R. Don't maybe not maybe don't take your kids to it. There is a uh <laughs> A definite dark side to this. We're trying not to spoil anything here uh, yeah. because we know that this still is a fairly new film. Um, <laughs> but there is a dark ending to this film. Yeah, uh, I know that after you saw it for the first time, I got a Snapchat from you, uh, and you were crying mm-hmm. like a child. <laughs> but I will say I also cried at the end of this film, but I didn't send a Snapchat because I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm a grown man, like Sam Elliott. Uh, like Sam Elliott's mustache. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that I've and every time I've watched that movie since I've cried too. It's it's one of those films. It's a that, moving like, film. You can't like it's not forced emotion either. Like you just are so attached to it that it makes you genuinely feel things that like you don't going into it you didn't expect. Like definitely seeing seeing as many movies as I have in my life. Like when a movie starts, I a few minutes in, I'll I'll 
be able to be like, all right, this movie's going to be awesome. Like, when that movie opened up and he walks out on stage, I, like, I was seeing it with my girlfriend and I leaned over. I was like, oh, this movie's going to be so good. And it just continued to, like, hold that for me throughout the entirety of it. Um, and like I said, looking back into it, too, learning more about how this movie was made, that actu- actually that opening scene with Jackson Maine walking out on stage was actually filmed uh, at a country music concert in California in 2017 where so the production of the company managed to squeeze Bradley Cooper on in between sets of Willie Nelson uh, and then Jamie Johnson, another country music singer. And he actually played with Lucas Nelson's son uh, behind him. And he yeah. walked on and played for 10 minutes uh, with Bradley Cooper singing exactly what's heard in the movie in front of a live audience. And they captured all of it in one take and then put it in the movie. Like, How nuts is that, dude? Dude, it's crazy. I Think about that. Yeah. You're I, at a concert, <laughs> just Bradley Cooper walks out and starts shredding. Dude, yeah. He's, and he plays all the guitar. The only thing that they ever, like, overdubbed or, like, changed for the actual final cut of the movie is they, like I said, overdubbed him the guitar and had Lucas Nelson replay the guitar just so it was, like, crisp in the studio. Yeah. But he still played, like, his fingers match up because he's actually playing all the music. And, they just did uh, it for, like, cleaner sound. And it's not like sound. those are super simple guitar riffs either. No. Like he's... He shreds, they, dude. They, the whole album is awesome. do a close-up of his hand, you know, playing... Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's shredding. He's getting into it. Yeah, I don't really know the music terminology. I don't. I'm not that good. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I, he's shredding, bro. Clearly, the that let's the music was great in it. I mean, the soundtrack for a Star Is Born actually topped the Billboard 200 album chart, and Bradley Cooper got this as his first number one album uh, and his first time entering yeah, the Billboard okay. chart. Okay, so he's yeah doing pretty well. First time director, first time. And it's Lady Gaga's fifth number one album, so oh, she, yeah. okay. she did pretty good there. Gaga. <laughs> Ooh, uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, if we're reading facts here, I got a fact for you. Give me some. Um, so you know how they get a dog at one point? Yes, I know all about that dog. Yeah, yeah. Charlie. You know, Charlie. Yep. It's actually Bradley Cooper's dog. Yeah. He cast his own dog. I guess that's... Uh, Saving money. But he's a budget guy. <laughs> yeah, big budget guy. Yeah, clearly. He'll work for a can of food a day. He can't beat it. <laughs> it's the same thing with Sam Elliott, too. He'll just <laughs> kill the dog food. <laughs> and a ram truck. Kibble. <laughs> Sam Elliott. Uh, that guy, though, incredible in this yeah, movie. Even the, though he the, had a brief presence. I was going to say, he, he got nominated for uh, Supporting Actor. Um, and he everything that he's in is emotionally driven yeah uh gravel voiced uh, that kind of stuff but he does a fantastic job in this film mm-hmm. but it seems like his screen time is just so low yeah i want more i, I want him in this film more he's he's bradley cooper's older brother in yeah. this film, which i'm not sure how that age difference works out <laughs> <laughs> he is an old man he, he's his he dad plays, what ashton kutcher's dad mm-hmm. in uh in in the ranch on netflix yeah can't see bradley cooper being that much older than ashton kutcher hey man i mean he doesn't look great in this film but he's also a rock star that can't hear and what? he is a what'd you say what what <laughs> one more time and he's also a just throbbing alcoholic yeah actually uh bradley cooper whiskey soaked like a <laughs> 
like I said, he uh, worked with a, a dialect coach or a voice coach for it to mold the character, and he actually used Sam Elliott's voice as a model for Jackson Maine's character. To that talk. makes and sense. And they do because sound they, very yeah, similar. Because they kind of just growl at each other the entire time. <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> I don't know why you ever idolize that man. <laughs> that's actually, the, that's the dialogue. Because <laughs> you idolize. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, but actually, Sam Elliott, speaking of his scenes that were short, even though being in this movie for a short amount of time, he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor and for the Oscars and the Golden Globes. Which is... <laughs> but, so he was nominated for... Uh, <laughs> Sam Elliott got... <laughs> Sam Elliott was nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actor for the Oscars and the Golden Globes for that short amount of time that he was in which this movie. Which is nuts because, I mean, like it seems like... Uh, I don't have the fact... Or I don't have the numbers in front of me, but mm-hmm. it seemed like he's... He's five, not in it for very long. Five minutes is probably maybe a little bit longer, but probably less than ten. Uh, definitely less than ten. Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't say much more than five. Yeah, but uh, as far as filming his scenes, actually, he claimed that the scene where uh, he and Jackson's character get in a fight, where they go backstage and you know they actually it do gets physical. Yeah, he, he said that's the first scene that he ever filmed for the character. And then he was inspired by starting off with such like an intense scene on the first day that he decided to play up the like heartbreak of his brother and their family and how things went and the tears that he had were actually unscripted and he added that in because he felt like it would help his character. Nice, yeah. And, and he's you know he's driving a Ram truck. He is driving for free. Yeah, another budget there. Yeah, um, <laughs> God, this movie's all about budget. You know, the, the return on the film was pretty good. You know? Oh yeah, definitely a good turn. Low over. budget, high return. Right. Uh, <laughs> but as far as things go with, uh, like I said, the way that they filmed it and preparing for it and, and the genuineness of the way that they film this movie and the concerts, which I really appreciate because I love them singing. I love the way that they show these songs. Like I listen to the soundtrack frequently. Like there's a yeah, ton I of actually, great songs I, on I, here. I watched, or excuse me, I listened to it on the way over to the- Yeah. Dude, if Bradley Cooper went on tour, I'd get tickets. I'd see him play a concert. Oh, 100%. It'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. He actually, so another thing of filming the scene. So all the scenes that you see him in A Star is Born playing on stage are him actually being filmed playing in front of a live audience. So he went like on tour with, um, for a lot of it, Willie Nelson's son's band to do these different concerts and play for the character. Um, but he actually filmed scenes on the pyramid stage of Glastonbury Festival in 2017, which is a huge like country music festival. Um, and Chris Christopherson's live performance he opened up for, which Chris Christopherson played the Bradley Cooper's character in the last version of A Star is Born, which is a cool thing. And then another Passing awesome part torch. of this, Lars Ulrich, who is from Metallica, actually helped with filming one of the scenes for him performing on stage that they were all kind of backstage and like Bradley Cooper came out and explained like, I'm going to go do this brief performance and it's for this movie. And then Lars was like, Oh, that's awesome. And he literally grabbed a camera and was like, all right, we're going to start filming this. And so like, it must be so nice (laughs) to be like famous and talented and just good at everything. Yeah. Right. Why can't somebody make me famous? (laughs) Do I have to go sleep with Tristan Thompson? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> too soon? I don't know. I mean, is it too soon? I don't know what's okay, too soon um, for Okay, I just pulled this up real quick. The budget of this film <laughs> was actually only like 36 to $40 million. 
and they made four hundred million more than that. Can you believe that? That's, that's unbelievable. Can you believe that? That's ridiculous. Well, that must be why it was warranted. Then, like I told you, uh, when this film debuted at the Venice Film Festival, it actually received an eight-minute-long standing ovation. Okay, yeah, so, I do love the film, but I don't like standing. For my legs more than are like tired. Five minutes so. in my arms. So. Yeah. I'll give it like a three minute standing ovation, and then I'm just walking home. If I had to commit eight minutes to an ovation, I, I'd, probably five would be sitting. <laughs> three would be standing. God, we are lazy. We, we are, are lazy. doing this podcast. We're like, now. this is one of our favorite movies of all time, but I couldn't stand up for eight <laughs> minutes in a row to celebrate it. <laughs> uh, um, but there are two with this things that I appreciate in film, which are kind of nods to when you are doing something that's like a remake of a previous film, giving, showing that you are actually remaking that and not acting like it had nothing to do with the previous films. And Bradley Cooper has been very vocal about the fact that like he researched a lot of stuff about those previous films to try and implement things. Not so much to, cause he wanted to make this his own movie, but he looked into those previous films to try and find things that he could kind of like give nods to. So for example, when Lady Gaga is walking out, um, of her job after she takes the trash out. Okay. Just real quick. Is it kind of weird that we're talking about a film and referring to the lead actress as Lady Gaga? I wish Stephanie. she would, yeah, I wish she would just go by. He calls name. her Bradley Cooper's calls her Stephanie. Oh, well if there's a hundred people in a room, you know, only need one. You only need one, Stephanie. Yeah, quit touching your face, Stephanie. Weird. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't. Hey, I don't mean to rag on her this much, but I totally mean to rag you. on her. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so as she's walking up, um, like the little ramp there out, and then you see like the A Star Is Born, uh, kind of words come onto the screen. She's singing. Uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is a nod to Judy Garland because that was like her signature song that she sang. And she was the, like, one of the most famous renditions of this movie starred her. Yes, uh, as most it. people didn't didn't know, um, the first rendition of this film was actually The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Trey, people there's, are going to believe. There's no place like home. <laughs> there's no place. Uh, but I, as Trey talked about last week, he uh, isn't the biggest supporter of Lady Gaga. Um, I think she's credible. I, I mean, she, for acting in this, she actually does a really good job. Yeah. And speaking of, of her acting, too, that's something I wanted to mention. And oh, do you just, have more facts for me? I, I do have more facts <laughs> for you. But her, like, emotional investment is the, in this movie was just, like, incredible to hear Absolutely. about. Yeah. So she had... Actually, a lot of the scenes that she did with Andrew Dice Clay, who plays her dad in the film, are some of them ended up being unscripted because she felt like they could relate to how she was with her dad growing up and trying to become a musician and having him be like the only person that really truly believed in her. So this film, oh, there's a hundred people. Okay, I <laughs> a lot of a lot. So a lot of this was really personal to her, um, and a lot of people said this film actually is personal to Bradley Cooper in the sense that he actually went to rehab a couple like he admittedly had an alcohol problem a drinking well, problem i um i was actually going to bring that up a little bit here uh i think that this movie maybe i can wait a little while after this fact's done what's that oh. well, i was just going to say that this movie uh does a really good job of taking a sensitive topic like mm -hmm. uh, substance abuse alcoholism and uh depression and doesn't stomp all over it 
like yeah. uh, some films do. Um, I know that in today's scope, uh, in today's world, there are a lot of people with issues like that that need to be taken care of, and um, this movie doesn't really look down on it. No, I think it shows too, especially you have this title character who's so masculine and is just like the epitome of like this awesome dude that like you definitely won't don't want to get in a fight with. And then like he You wanna drink with this guy. Yeah. And then he has like he you see him just like struggle and just like make a complete fool of himself and then realizes that he needs to make a change and it like really gives you that like emotional attachment to like oh wow like this guy experienced so much crappy stuff throughout his life and then wanted to make a change about it obviously like we're not giving away stuff but once you have issues like that they they don't just go away and in one you know sit down session at rehab and so yeah it's really hard to watch but it's definitely an important film which is what we talked about in our oscars episodes like these are the types of films that we like to see because they talk about the hard yeah, the hard parts of society that um, shouldn't be romanticized, mm-hmm. and they show. And I like it too that like it shows that people who are celebrities or in the spotlight they go they, through they go it through, through a lot of the same just stuff as much as anyone else would. I mean, if not more, sometimes with the scrutiny know, that they're under, you know. And it's one of those things. Uh, being a musician, which this this film will actually kind of show that you can go on stage be drunk you can be high as long as you put out the product that the fans expect yeah um and then after that what do you have to do you don't have to do anything you can go to a bar yeah you can go to a you can go to a drag bar and listen yeah. to some big nose girl sing some french songs <laughs> that's what happens <laughs> that is what happens <laughs> but yeah no but i think there's no there's no being a star like that there's uh very little scheduling other than mm-hmm. what be you have on to stage do at this time and people will put up with a lot of crap if you are a big enough star. And that's kind of what this movie's about. Yeah. But yeah. also making it, like, relatable to people in, in like, abusive relationships and that yeah. have to deal with things like that. And yeah. I don't know. I really I, – I think that there's a lot of great topics in this. I don't think that there's ever a part of this movie that, that doesn't go 100% with whatever they're trying to display. Every scene every is great. every part of it is – yeah, 100%. I, yeah. All facets of this movie are beautifully done. They didn't pull any punches on the acting, too. Um, no. And that was one thing I wanted to say about Lady Gaga. So at the very end of the film, the last time that she performs on stage, uh, she's singing in a theater, and she does. She performs like this beautiful song that um, Jackson Maine, Bradley Cooper's character, writes for her. Uh, and behind the scenes... So that day that they were going to shoot that, that morning, Lady Gaga's friend actually passed away from cancer uh, the day that they were supposed to film that song. And Bradley Cooper found out about it and told her that they would suspend shooting so that she didn't have to do that because obviously that's a traumatic situation to be in. And she told him that like her whole life, singing has been something that's gotten her through difficult times. And she insisted on singing because it would help her cope with it and so she went on and so when you watch that final scene of her singing that song she literally did it in one shot and she sang that song yeah and i actually saw behind the scenes footage of before she sang it she went on stage and said like guys one of my friends she tells like the audience the the people the extras i assume who are in in the audience listening she told them like i had a friend pass away earlier and, and this is something that helps me get through it and i just hope that you guys can um you know, help me with, help me through it as well. And, uh, this is something that I think she would want me to do because she supported me with my singing. And then she goes on and sings this beautiful song and they do it in one take. And it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. This, this movie definitely like 
has so much emotion in it and it's crazy too to see that especially a film that is really so relatable to like her actual life like she is this incredible you know rise to fame she She, sings the same type of music that they have in the i mean she wrote most of her own songs in this movie that she sings you know what was it i saw something uh in in college she had a uh a facebook page well she didn't have it uh some people around her Mm -hmm had this Facebook page that was bullying her, basically said, I, I'm not even sure how to say her last name. What, what Do you know what her last name is? I don't want to try and say it. Yeah, well, it's Stephanie, whatever her last name is, will never be famous. And it was mm-hmm. a Facebook group where they all joined it and basically said she was never going to be famous. And, well, now she's got an Oscar and... Uh, she's doing pretty well. Yep. What's, <laughs> what's her net, net worth? It's probably $400 million or something yeah, like that. something it's stupid something, like that. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking about Glenn Close swimming in a hot tub of cash i think her her net she worth is only like made of money <laughs> i think her net worth is only 500 f- 50, 50 yeah. million only 50 million yeah come on um but lady gaga this is like 400 million plus yeah she's, she's, doing, all right. she's doing all right she she doesn't have a hot tub full of cash she is scrooge mcducking it <laughs> she is swimming around in a vault of coins yeah well I just think that it's only, I just feel like a few, it's only like a few times in your life, I feel like, that you can see a movie that like you know as soon as you sit down or as soon as you leave the theater that's like, oh, this movie is going to, people are going to love this movie, it's going to be remembered for a long amount of time, and it's going to be a classic. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about that, and I, I can't think of the last time there was a generational movie like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe something back to to our parents age but it it doesn't have the same feel that a star is born but Mm -hmm. it it also has you know kind of that generational feel star wars yeah it's not the same but i mean that was established like in the 70s with you yeah and that's what that's what i was thinking like sure there's movies that have come out in my lifetime that i think are like classics and everyone should see but as far as like the way that this movie came out and everybody that saw it loved this movie I mean, There's this, it, not it, doesn't happen that time. Maybe like Avatar was the last time that I could think of that this yeah, might but, have I mean, happened. People didn't even. Well, but that was, was like say, just because of the way that it looked. Because it was, was so say, cool. People didn't even like it because it was a, a remake of Pocahontas. But I mean, A Star Is Born is a remake of A Star Is Born. Yeah, three <laughs> and times. And A Star though. Is Born and A Star Is Born. <laughs> <laughs> a Star Has Been Born at this point. Okay, it's fourth generation stars. <laughs> You'd think that they wouldn't. Eh just be popping them out of test tubes at this point <laughs> <laughs> cloning a star um, is born they have a formula yeah well the formula is working yeah definitely um but yeah i mean generationally this is one of those films that's gonna go down like we're gonna show this to our kids and be like this was the movie when we were in our mid-20s oh yeah i mean this is why this is why i buy all my movies still to just like, so that I have them to show, because obviously I'm so invested that, in movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why we're doing Are this you? podcast. But I have, you know, my collection's like over 600 now, and it's not just so, yeah, of course, I watch movies again. I lend them to you. I lend them to other yep. people to watch. Um, but I want them for, like, next generation, like, when I have kids and grandkids, like, to be able to say, like, oh, geez, you haven't seen this movie? Like, what are we going to do tonight? Family movie night. We're going to sit down. Here's a list of movies you have to see. And that, The Star is Born is 100% on that. Or else you're grounded. Or else, yeah. <laughs> Get out of your space portal <laughs> over. No Xbox 
<laughs> Xbox VR. 20 or whatever. <laughs> Whatever's going to be out at that point. I'll have to blow dust off of my old, my <laughs> Blu-ray player. It's like, all right, kids, gather around. Oh, you have a VHS tape in there, too? Grandpa? Yeah. We're going to watch my 4K copies. Like, Dad, I remember when they had 4K. 32K yeah. at this point. Get yeah, up. it's just 3D because we're just it's virtual reality. Yeah, right. Well... Even as the the future progresses, this is a movie that I think will will keep up because yeah. I think well, yeah, because they're going to remake it in five years. <laughs> <laughs> but with with this though, I I just think I mean we're both people. Good way to catch that transition. I yeah, heard that. I yeah. heard that. I'm I'm. You're getting better. I have a shot collar on right now. Yeah, Trey's buzzing do. me every yeah. time I almost say uh, with that being. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I was going to say, we're both people that love movies, and we're both people that love music as well. And so you put those two yeah. things together, and it's a formula that is going to make Trey and I both happy, but also very sad in Well, this I mean, case. yeah, I, I'm a big comedy guy. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy... Which is weird, because you're not funny. Appreciate it from all, the distance. All of my uh, all of my ex-girlfriends said I'm pretty funny looking. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Dad joke. Dude. Um, no, uh, I, I'm a big comedy guy, and really... You know, I I love a good comedy film. You know, Chris Farley was one of my favorites of all time. You mm-hmm. know, Van Down by the River. Lay off me, I'm starving. So in that sense, when you know a film can be funny and have some music in it too, yeah. one of my most played artists on Spotify is The Lonely Island mm-hmm. because I'm uh, not pop star never stop never stopping. You That's put a, a movie, movie together that has you know that's good mm-hmm. and it has great music with it i'm great music yeah. okay <laughs> andy samberg at least debate. is a visionary um yeah it's awesome this does that in a, it obviously star is born is not funny no uh, other way yeah different end of the spectrum but they put it together and i literally listen to the soundtrack mm-hmm. like i will literally just listen to it because it's good music yeah like it, it, it's fa- it's fantastic and yeah you, you know, li- like you said for pop star never I, stop pop like you listen to that soundtrack because it's because it's, it's funny, funny music but you you enjoyed it and it's because like it's funny bring to life something that that you're interested in whereas yeah. this is the same thing just in a completely different yeah, genre it's the, uh, yeah it's the opposite but you're gonna go spectrum. and listen to the the soundtrack for it because it's great yeah, and I the mean, and then when you're list they actually released um a version of this album that is has interludes for the songs based on like the dialogue that's actually in the movie. So instead of just having each song one after another, they do like, okay, this is what they were having the discussion of in the movie right before this song was played, or this is what they said in between that. And this is what happened. So it's cool. To, it's like a audio version of the movie, which is a really cool thing to listen to. Yeah, I mean, um, and it just shows another step of like them being really invested in making this like a genuine thing. If you type into a uh, Spotify, uh, a Star is Born soundtrack, you actually get 34 audio files, which I, I want to say they're in order. I'm not 100% about that. That's, but a, good, it, that's a double album, though. It basically just walks you through everything. Yes, yeah, some of them are, some of it's a, a little bit about dialogue, but I mean, there are short songs, and, yeah. you know, she's even got the La Vie and Rose. Rose. Yeah. Uh, that's the song that Lady Gaga mm-hmm. sings. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's it's awesome. I love when music and film can come together and uh, actually produce something that I want to listen to outside of the film. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, and I and I love when a movie gives me the opportunity to endlessly talk about it, and every person that I see, whether I know them or not, just like, hey, did you see Stars Born yet? 
No, uh, but I heard Shallow on the radio, and now I want to see it. Exactly, yeah. Like, so oh. this this film gave a lasting impact in several different ways to people. Maybe you didn't see the movie. Like, my, my brother told me he loved Shallow before he even, like you just said, before he even saw the movie because he heard it on Spotify and was like, oh, wow, this song's awesome. And I, he just started listening to it. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, dude, that movie was incredible. And he's like, oh, I like the song Shallow. And I was like, watch the movie because when they sing it in the movie, love the movie it's if you awesome. Like the song. If you just like the song, yeah. And so the way that that emotion and that um, originality is transferred over multiple platforms just shows that, like, this project as a whole is great and it can be shown in different ways and still transfer over the fact that this is something that people definitely should ingest. And when they do, they'll realize like, Oh yeah, I won't forget this movie. All right. Are those your final thoughts? Those are my final thoughts. Um, I rest my case. No, I, um, I really agree with everything that you're saying there. Um, Mm -hmm. There's there's not a whole lot to hate about this film. No. I mean, well-rounded. You got a cool cast. Yeah. It looks cool. You got a rock star. Yep. Feel like drinking? They're drinking. There's, there's a lot drinking. of drinking. Yeah. Um, Enough drinking to just make you stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bradley Cooper. Yep, we got there. Yeah. Um, romance. Um, oh, man. I almost just said bad romance. <laughs> oh. And with that. Oh, man. That, that upsets me. <laughs> But it, it, it has everything for everybody. And, you know, like I said earlier, I'm a big comedy fan. That doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I only watch comedy and stuff like that. I love this movie in any way that yeah. there is to love a movie. I love this movie. Yep. We can't say enough good things about it. If you see this movie and you tell me that you didn't like it, uh, you're lying to yourself. I would be surprised that somebody would say, eh. eh yeah. Like, at that even, point, at, with the, this is the type of movie that if you say that you didn't like it, you're trying to like get a rise you, out of somebody. You're a hipster. You're just, you're trying, just trying to like, be yeah. different than it's everyone. It's like when I go up to people and I'm like, oh, what's your favorite band? And they tell me their favorite band and I just immediately say, oh, they sold out. <laughs> just because I like doing that. I just say name three songs. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, if you haven't seen this film, you need to go out and see A Star is Born. Uh, there's just just nothing more that we can say that yeah. know, it's just a great film. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, like this got some pretty decent ratings. Uh, I don't want to go through all of them because we're going to you're going to see that on the the You'll have seen it on the video by this yeah. point. But IMDb got 7.8. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is 89%, which mm-hmm. is pretty good for a you know, one of those bigger films, sometimes those tend to get the, uh, um, you know, the hatred out of some people just because it is a big blockbuster film. And even on iTunes, it's got a 4.6 out of 5 rating. Yeah. I want to say Metacritic, I think, was 89% as well, 88, 89. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty universally liked here. Yeah. So it, I love it. Yeah. I love I, it too. Yeah, I I, I've good... tried to think of because when I see movies, I try and think of like bad things to say about them, just because it's like that's part of trying to be like a critic of movies. No, yeah, that's absolutely part of. And something dude, that it's we look hard for. to think of bad things about this movie. Yeah, they don't drink enough Coors Light in it. I, I, <laughs> it's that? less. It's not relatable enough because they don't drink enough. Yeah. Bottom shelf alcohol. Yeah. Well, and Sam Elliott is the spokesperson for Coors. Is the, he really the banquet beer? Oh, you're right, he is. Yeah. This guy's everywhere. Yeah, dude. Ram wow. trucks. Guts, glory, ram. 
Sam Elliott. All right, I think that's where we need to call it. That's it. We love you, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Um, uh, if you haven't seen A Star Is Born, go see it immediately. No. If you have trouble finding it, I have a few copies of it that I will gladly loan you. Oh, hey, and uh, if you guys want all 12 of our listeners, um, if you want <laughs> us to uh, do a, a podcast about one of your favorite films, um, oh, you for can sure. uh, send us a message on Instagram, any, yeah, Facebook, any of our social Twitter, media Film Junkies Pod, or you can actually email me, uh, Trey at filmjunkiespod.com. <sighs> Yeah, slick, Clean right? Email address. Slick. That's right. Uh, we got a website coming soon, and yeah. we got some more stuff that we're going to be uh, rolling out here. Uh, That'd be awesome. Well, I really would like people to. Yeah, if you guys have any comments, uh, questions, hopefully you don't have any concerns, maybe about our mental well being. Uh, <laughs> mine in particular. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so if you guys want anything in particular let us know yeah well we're, and we're gonna be mixing happy. it up doing some different stuff yeah and yeah. uh if you didn't know obviously by now we change our sch- release schedule now so yes. we're doing um we figured a lot of people listen to podcasts during their work week or on their way to work and their commute and so we figured we're gonna do the sun the videos releasing on sundays um and then we're gonna release the podcasts on mondays um so kind of start your week rather than end it with film junkies and uh that's the plan that is the plan. Anything else, Griff? No, that's all I got. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you again next week. See ya.